Watch Podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch Podcast, we're going to be discussing an article from the May issue of the Beef Watch newsletter titled Practice Tick Safety to Avoid Getting an Allergy to Red Meat. To discuss this topic, I'm joined today by the author, Dr. Jody Green, who's a Nebraska Extension educator and entomologist based in Douglas and Sarpy counties. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Dr. Green, before we dive into and talk more about the topic that you wrote the article on, share with us a little more about yourself, your background, and and your current role now in Nebraska Extension. Yeah, my name's Jody Green, and as you mentioned, I'm an Extension educator, and I'm in a county office. So my accountability region is Douglas and Sarpy counties. So I am not in the Department of Entomology on campus, but I'm in the communities in which I serve, and I'm here to educate people about their insect pest problems or any arthropods that they may have around their house, their home, their businesses. And my specialty is urban entomology. So that's uh, bed bugs, cockroaches, termites, ants, and all the things that really bug people. So I've always got things to talk about. And I have a 100% extension appointment So it's really just about taking the research that is done all over the world and applying it to help protect Nebraskans. So that's what I do. I educate and teach people about things to help them make better decisions here. Dr. Green, many of the people who listen to the Beef Watch podcast are beef producers. They also like to eat red meat. And so the title of your article, I think, will get many of their attentions. Tell us a little more about ticks, the prevalence of ticks in Nebraska the risks they provide, and and in particular, the Lone Star Tick and what it can do in terms of providing the potential of an allergy for someone that it bites. So in Nebraska, we have several ticks, three pretty much main ones, and these ticks all can transmit tick-borne disease to humans. And I do a lot of education that has to do with helping people protect themselves because we all want to be outside. So this tick called the Lone Star Tick, that is the second most prevalent tick in Nebraska has the potential to cause a red meat allergic reaction, which really makes people stop and think uh, there are several diseases that are not great that ticks can pass. But I think in Nebraska, if you take away someone's red meat, their steak, their hamburgers, they're really going to stop and think about it. And they may not know that there is an association between a tick bite and this life potentially life-threatening illness for red meat. So that's something that we really want to spread the word about. So tell us a little more about that. What's happening in terms of how does that tick and the bite that it has, what does it transmit to the human that can then result in a red meat allergy? So the source of the allergy is the alpha-gal molecule, which is a sugar molecule. And so that's found in the meat of non-primate mammals. And that is also in the saliva of this particular tick. So it's this specific species called the lone star tick. And that's how it enters our body through the saliva of their bites when we get bitten. And then because that alpha-gal molecule is found in the meats of these animals that we may consume, So those meats turn into be, you know, um, beef, pork, venison, you know, rabbit, lamb, all of those 
meats that we consider red meat, then when that enters our system, our immune response is can be very strong. So if we haven't been bitten by that tick, we may not have that reaction. But people have found that after they have been bit by a tick, and even most times they're not even aware they've been bitten, that after they consume red meat, then that will lead to this potentially life-threatening allergic reaction. And one of the things about how weird and strange this allergic reaction is, is that it develops in you know adulthood and it is also a delayed response. So you can, if you've got the alpha-gal molecule or the alpha-gal syndrome, red meat allergy, you can sit down for dinner and have a burger with your family and the reaction's delayed. So you may not feel anything, but you'll go to bed that night and you'll wake up in the middle of the night and you could have this extreme response. And, you know, it could be anything from, you know, vomiting or hives to, you know, difficulty breathing and anaphylactic shock. And so you may not attribute that to eating red meat. And then you definitely wouldn't attribute that to getting bitten by a tick, which initially triggered it. So it's all of this chain reaction that we want to make sure people are aware of so they know that if this occurs, that it could be that allergic reaction to red meat. So I think as people listen to this, I think the next thing is, well, how can I help prevent the possibility of getting bitten by a tick? Uh, Walk through with us just some good management practices, good self-care practices to avoid that happening. Yeah, we don't want people to stop going outside, especially, you know, producers that are out there in the pastures. It's just really thinking about where tick habitat is and how to personally protect ourselves. So a lot of it has to do with what we're wearing. Sometimes we will want people to tuck their pant legs into their socks so that ticks will crawl up from the ground and be seen on on the clothing instead of crawl under the clothing. And if possible, lighter clothing helps detect ticks faster. If you're all, you know, in dark colors, maybe it would be harder. So we recommend like lighter lighter colors if possible. You can also do tick checks when you come in from outside or schedule regular tick checks. So like every hour, you know, make sure to check your legs. And uh, sometimes I know researchers put like tape around their ankles to see if they're in high tick territory. I also recommend like masking tape or a lint roller. Sometimes that will help uh, remove them. We also have, you know, labeled insect repellent, but that also has its limitations. So, you know, things that are labeled with DEET and say, you know, tick repellent may stop the tick from biting that particular area. And that's always applied to the skin, always follow the label, but they, it doesn't stop them from moving around and biting elsewhere. What has been pretty affected, effective is using permethrin treated clothing. And so there are products that you can spray on clothing, let it dry, and then wear that. That's been shown to be effective at preventing ticks from crawling on your clothes and then not being, you know, hitchhike or brought home afterwards. There's also commercial clothing that's available to be purchased that is impregnated with that permethrin. And the thing with that product, 
is that it can, you know, withstand uh, washes and can be worn several times. So that is something um, that there's, you know, that's been effective. If you don't have that and you come home, if you can, you know, leave your shoes in, um, you know, outside in a garage or um, a drop area and then run your clothing through a hot clothes dryer, that will kill any ticks that have hitchhiked on as well. Another thing is to, if you've got pets, dogs in particular that go outside, sometimes they bring ticks home, they may fall off. Um, So having your pet treated according to veterinarian recommendations, so that at least if they're, you know, feeding on um, the animal in the home that they will, they will die from the pet being treated. But again, I think being able to do kick checks of, you know, your person and anybody else that you're in charge of, pets and children, um, before coming inside, because sometimes we don't think about the ticks that are, uh, that we've brought in the house, um, and we kind of let our guard down in that way. But if you do find a tick, and it's just, you know, crawling on your body, you can definitely just, you know, pull that off. And if a tick isn't embedded in the skin, you want to remove that as soon as possible in the safest way possible. And we recommend removing embedded ticks with a pointy uh, pair of tweezers and grabbing it as close to the skin as possible and then pulling straight out. There are so many, you know, home remedies and myths and um, poor advice on how to remove a tick. And we want to make sure that we're not hurting, burning, or doing something that a tick that would make it regurgitate more saliva and any potential pathogens into our bodies. So we want to grab it and then pull it straight out. Another thing we want to do is tell people to keep that tick and have that identified in case there's any, you know, adverse reactions to to the human after, then at least you've got the tick, you have it identified. And knowing what species of tick can help determine what potential illnesses you may have acquired from that tick by if there were any negative um, health effects afterwards. You know, we don't have people out there surveying all the time. So there is a project we have out there called Tick Tag Go, and we like for people to take pictures and post it on that iNaturalist site so we can try to document and figure out, you know, the geographical distribution of the different species of ticks in Nebraska to help people. Dr. Green, anything else that you think people should know about ticks as we move into the spring and just things to be aware of to help them enjoy the outdoors, be uh, safe as they work outdoors and minimize risk from ticks. We know spring to be like the tickiest season. So, you know, right now, uh, you know, May is a huge, you know, high tick season, but we can actually get, find ticks and get tick-borne diseases all year round in Nebraska. So just because of the different species of ticks and a lot of people are under the misconception that ticks in the winter die, but that isn't true. So we need to make sure that we are on guard pretty much all year round. We want to make sure that people are aware of the different illnesses out there, the different ticks and where to find them. So the Lone Star tick is found, you know, outdoors in wooded areas. Sometimes they will crawl on you from blades of grass. So in in pastures, they can also 
be found if you're traveling to places. I know in Nebraska, the southeastern kind of corner of the state is very high prevalence for the Lone Star Tick. And so anywhere south of us and east of us, probably Lone Star Tick is one of the top ticks you would find. I often have clients that have been traveling through Kansas and Missouri that have brought samples of ticks that they have removed from their body and they usually happen to be Lone Star ticks. And one thing about them is that they are very aggressive. So the dog ticks that we find most often will crawl up the body and usually be found in armpits or the back of, you know, the scalp in, you know, under hair behind the ears. Whereas the Lone Star Tick, they're very aggressive biters. And if they get onto your ankles, they'll start feeding on your legs. And we do find a lot of really tiny nymphs by the hundreds sometimes covering people's legs. So some people may not even know that they're ticks and you'll want to, you know, remove all those as soon as possible. Uh, if you've got a little container of hand sanitizer that, you know, that we've picked up, that's a good thing to have. If you're worried about them crawling all over, you know, make sure to just stick some of those ticks in there and that will kill them. And you'll have a, a container of, um, you know, a tick container to put them in. I just want to also mention that when people have the red meat allergy, there's no cure for it. The treatment is basically, um, you know, if it's, anaphylaxis, like severe, they may need to use like an EpiPen, so epinephrine. Um, Other times, like sometimes Benadryl will work or antihistamines if it's, you know, mild symptoms. But the solution really is just to avoid eating red meat. It is, you know, the the symptoms are said that they could subside over years. And so eventually the person may be able to get back to eating red meat if they don't get exposed to more alpha gal or, you know, more tick bites from the Lone Star Tick. But, you know, if you've gone through it and it's almost, you know, life-threatening, then you would probably be wary about um, eating red meat. So, you know, people will either become vegetarian or they'll stick to seafood, fish, or poultry products. And in some cases, they're very sensitive and uh, some people with alpha-gal can't even drink milk from cows. So it can range. And so like if you had the red meat allergy and I had the red meat allergy, we may not present the same symptoms. Um, it may be different. And just because you've been bitten by a lone star tick doesn't necessarily mean you will get the red meat allergy. It's usually um, you know, a buildup of the alpha-gal um, in your body. So because it's in the saliva, it's it can happen very quickly. And so that's why, you know, preventing tick bites is the way to go. Awareness is important. Being able to check your body for ticks and get those ticks removed as soon as possible is going to, you know, be the key to, to staying healthy and also, you know, preventing uh, getting the red meat allergy. Well, Dr. Green, I really appreciate your time today. Thanks for bringing us up to date on the Lone Star Tick. And I think uh, very timely, also very important to Nebraska, beef producers in Nebraska. And I know for many folks, the thought that a tick bite might prevent them from further eating red meat uh, certainly gets their attention. So thanks again for your time today. Thank you for having me.
Well, for more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I would encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, the title of the article we discussed today, Practice Tick Safety to Avoid Getting an Allergy to Red Meat.